Welcome to the City Pentecostal Church Sermon of the Week. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this ministry touches your life in bringing you into newness of life in Christ Jesus and full of the Holy Spirit. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy today's message with Pastor Francis Calimbera. At this time, uh, let's turn our Bibles to a very familiar portion of Scripture where we are going to to look again. We have been there before, but it's good to look at that portion again today. And um, we believe that God is going to minister to us through that very familiar portion of Scripture, afresh or anew. There is no Scripture that you can say, I've read it already. I can't read it again. Every time you come to a certain passage of scripture, God will speak to you in a fresh way. Amen. That's why the Bible says the word of God is alive. And we pray that the word of God will come alive this morning as we share. As we take time just to meditate on what Jesus went through and learn from it. The, the characters that are in the Bible, the stories that are in the Bible are for us to learn from. They are there for us to learn from, to encourage us, to instruct us, to challenge us, to build us up, to give us wisdom. This passage also has a parallel one in, in Luke, also chapter 4, but we are going to look at it from the uh, Matthew's angle. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit, that's uh, from this one, into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give to you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. In, in, the, in the other vision of the story, 
in Luke, it says the devil left uh, waiting for another opportune time, isn't it? Because the devil is, is a relentless enemy. He keeps coming and coming. But the beautiful thing is he was defeated. <laughs> Amen. What a story. Jesus is just coming from a situation whereby he has just been baptized. And, and the spirit of God has just come upon him. He is at the most anointed time of his life. He is just about to embark into the ministry that God has called him to do. The voice from the Lord has just been spoken over him. This is my son and I'm pleased in him. And you would think that from there on he will just launch into the ministry and starts ministering. But what does God do? He leads him to be tempted by the devil. You can't even understand what, why he has to do these things. It's like a situation where you have just been appointed that you will be king like David. Instead of coming on the throne, then he has to run away from, from Saul. And for many years he has to be, he has to be a fugitive. Hiding in the caves, even going to places where he was like, uh, he even lied to be in a certain place to, to, to appear like he was a mad person. But this is a person that God has declared, you shall be king. I'm learning something from here. When God has called you, when God has separated you for the ministry, there is a time of preparation for you to get there. Amen. Many times we rush into, oh, this is what God has called me. You just start there. But God says, stop a minute. You, there's some equipping that you need to go through before you can embark on this assignment or this mission. Jesus Christ shows us that. There is a time to go into the wilderness to be tested. That's the place, the crucible, whereby you are refined as gold is refined through the fire. Then, God can begin to use you. I want to, to tell you this, that times of testing will surely come. Some of you are even going through that kind of testing right now. You are wondering, why am I going through what I'm going through? It's not even making sense to you. But God has allowed what is happening in your life in order to test you. In Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 2, we hear the Bible telling us that the Lord allowed the Israelites to go through the wilderness for 40 years. And the Bible says he did that to test them. He did that to humble them. 
He did that so that they can know that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Exactly the same word that Jesus responded to the temptation by the devil to turn stones into bread. Amen. You will be tested. The devil is tempting Jesus Christ. But at the same time, as the devil is tempting Jesus Christ, God is testing Jesus Christ. Amen. The temptation from the side of the devil is to bring the waste out of you. But the same temptation, God wants to bring the best out of you. Amen. That's what is happening here. The same situation that the devil says, when this happened to him, I'm going to destroy this person. The same situation, God will use it for your own good. Whatever will not kill you, it will just make you strong. Amen? So the devil comes in to test Jesus Christ. It reminds me of the story of Job. Job also, uh, without knowing, the devil is having a conversation with God. Saying, this guy, he worships you because of the stuff that you have given him. Just take away the stuff from him. This guy is going to curse you. And God says, this, is, this man, he is my man. You can do it. Take away whatever you can. But this guy, don't take away his life. And, and the devil surely does that. I am learning something that sometimes God will allow the enemy to tempt you to see if you are truly what you say you are. Amen? Amen? If you say that I believe the way you say you believe. Don't say I am a man of faith without your faith having been tested. It is when that, that faith has been tested, that's when you can say, I am a man of faith. You cannot say, I'm a man of integrity until a situation that challenges your integrity comes to you. And then you can say, oh, this is a man of integrity. And if temptation that came to Job, well, we are told, the Bible is saying that, you know, even with what has happened, that's the wife, you still keep your integrity. He was... Proven to be a really a man of integrity. Why was Jesus being tempted? Jesus Christ is the, the Lamb of God who will be given as a perfect Lamb as our sacrifice for our sins. He has to prove that He is sinless. Amen. They can't just declare. They just, Jesus could not just go to the cross. He had to be tempted in every way. And the Bible says even though he was tempted in every way, he was found to be sinless. Then he qualified to go to the cross and become our sacrifice for our sins. So the battle starts here. Your convictions are only strong if they hold up under pressure. Then you can say, yeah, I've really believed. I'm really a child of God. I, I strongly believe in God. The temptations, the tests, 
will come. So the temptation from the side of, of the devil is for you to, to sin, to, to get away from the will of God. But the same, Jesus is, God is using it to prove your faith, to prove your obedience, to prove your conviction. Those who manufacture cars, they cannot just bring them on the market before they have tested and proven that that car can perform and then they are put on the market to be sold, isn't it? When you read the story, you find out that the devil came to Jesus Christ not on the day when he was being baptized. No, not on that day. The devil did not come when the Lord was declaring, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. He didn't do that. The devil will not come while we are here raising our holy hands and praising and worshipping God. It's out there. When we are alone there, that's when he will come with his temptations and all that. The devil tempts us when we are vulnerable. When we are under physical stress. Or for example, when we are under physical or emotional stress. Tired. Weighing big decisions. Faced with uncertainty. You are in your office and you, are, you have been working hard. You are battling to, to, make, to, to make some decision. And you are so stressed. That's the time an idea comes to you and say, go to that porn site. And say, maybe if I just do this, I will, I, I, will, I will conquer this stress that I'm feeling. It is the time when we are tired, when we lash out. Most of the arguments happen when people are tired in the, in the families, isn't it? When people are tired, that's when people lash out at one another. It's not that they wanted to lash out. They are just tired. And they are tempted to speak in a way they wouldn't speak if they were relaxed. Amen. There are some times when you are uncertain about what is going to happen in your life. That's the time the enemy comes to you and begins to whisper some things that he wants you to do, which you are not supposed to do. That wrong. Talking about tempting us when we are at the most vulnerable. Last year, I heard a story, and that story really challenged me. That story really made me sad. There was this girl, her, ma her father passed away, and then the mother married another man. And this man says, I don't want to live with your children. I just want you. What kind of a man who just loves a woman doesn't love the children? If you want the woman, then love the children as well. Isn't it? If, if you are a wise woman, you will say, no, no, no. If you don't love my children, then get out of my sight. Isn't it? It has to be a complete package, not just me. But this, this woman made a decision to say, I'm going to leave my children and I'll choose my husband. 
and left this vulnerable 15 year old woman or lady she has got nothing and she has to fend for herself she has to buy food she has to pay rent where will she get the money so this lady started looking around at that age she she has not even finished school she cannot proceed with her school. She has got nowhere to go. She goes to the, to the relatives. They cannot help her. She says, maybe I'll just look for a job. She goes to this man and, and to, to, this man employs her to sell some airtime. You know, there are so many airtime places where people are selling in the city. So she became one of those. And as she's doing that, unknowingly, this man is doing that because she has got other ulterior move, motives. And then finally she realizes that she's going to be selling the, the, the airtime, but she also has to service this guy. And then this, uh, and, and this lady, she, she decided, I cannot do this. And she, she, she gets away from that situation. She goes to another place. People are abusing her there. She says, what can I do? It is at that particular time when she's vulnerable. Some ladies come away and say, there is a way you can survive in the city. You know, we have, we have our trade. We do it at night. And they, they, they kind of bring her in into their group and, and she, she becomes one of them. I can tell you some of the stories, some of the people that you see lying in the streets at night, they have stories that when they, they can tell you in the, in, the, in, in the midst of their vulnerability, the enemy came and took advantage of their vulnerability. And then another man came who did not come to her because she wanted, he wanted anything from her, but wanted her to be saved and spoke to her about Jesus Christ. And she came to church. And started helping her. Unfortunately along the way. The help stopped. And she went back to that life. That's when I met that lady. Right now she started going to church again. But such stories are all over the city. I'm just talking to you about one story that I know. The devil often tempts us when we are at our most vulnerable Jesus Christ was hungry. I know how it feels to be hungry when you're fasting. <laughs> and some people come with some nice looking food and then smelling nice and you're like, oh, why don't this food come when I'm not fasting? <laughs> Amen. So the devil comes and says, turn these stones unto bread. But sometimes he likes to tempt us through our strength. That's also another thing that he does. When we are susceptible to pride, that's when we, be, we feel like, okay, we have overcome now. Oh, I am now somebody. Everybody's just talking about me. That's also the time that you have to be careful. When everybody's praising you, 
When everybody is saying some nice things about you, that's the time when you really have to be careful. Because pride comes in and you're going to, to say, I'm where I am because I've worked hard. You are not there because you've worked hard. You are there because the grace of God is upon you. Give glory to God. Oh, I worked hard. That's why I have all this wealth. Yes, you worked hard. But the grace of God was upon you. Give glory to God. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 says, God is the one who gives you the power to make wealth. Amen. So there's nothing I can boast about. There is nothing you can boast about. There is nothing you have that you have not received. Yeah, it's true. Amen. That's what God was teaching the children of Israel when he says, I humbled you to teach you to depend on me. Amen. Jesus tells the devil, I'm not going to do all that. I'm depending on God. I'm depending on the word of God. I'm not going to do anything just for my, for my own glory. Jesus Christ never did any miracle just for himself. Every miracle he did, he did it for the sake of somebody else. Amen? And the devil wanted to tempt him to do something just for himself. Jesus says, no. I don't do that. We must know how to apply the scriptures. Jesus teaches us the power of the word of God. The reason why we encourage one another to study the word, it's because it's our weapon of warfare. Amen? It's our offensive weapon. The enemy knows the scriptures too. We see also in this, in this passage. But what he does, he misapplies the scriptures. Most of, some of the things that have caused confusion in the body of Christ is taking the word out of context. And, and it has been said that a word out of context, it's a pretext, isn't it? They take the word out of context and give it a meaning that is not its intended meaning. For other reasons. So he takes the, the scriptures that are in, in Psalm 91 or he will give command to the angels and they will rescue you there. But they are being misapplied. And Jesus says, you shall not taste your God. God is not a magician. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He's not going to ponder, to ponder to our whims like I'll do this anytime. No, he's God and he's sovereign. He will do whatever he wants to do at whatever time he wants to do to whoever he wants to do it. Because he is the Lord. The devil tries to use scriptures to convince Jesus to sin. You know, some of the brothers and the sisters will come with what sounds like a scripture, but it's sin. Amen? Be careful of some of the advices that you receive. 
they cannot stand up to the scrutiny of scriptures. And for you to be able to do that, you must know the scriptures for yourself. Then you are able to gauge, is this from God or not? Amen? Jesus used the scriptures to combat the devil's temptation. The word of God is the sword of the spirit. That's what you use when the enemy comes to you. In your time of vulnerability, when it looks like there's nothing that is going to happen to you, when you are in need of that supply, when you are in need of that provision, and it looks like nothing is going to happen, you are finished. That's the time when you have to go to the word and tell the element, get out of my side. The Lord shall supply all my needs according to riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. I know the Lord provides. I believe there are times when it's a time when you receive like manna. Amen. And there are times God wants you to wake to, to, to get something. Isn't it? Sometimes you are going through a time when, when you have to depend on, on the provision of God like manna. Because there's nothing you can do for yourself. But there are times when God says, now you are mature enough, it's time for you to do it. Wake and get you something. Hallelujah. But in all of this, God shall supply your needs according to riches in glory in Christ Jesus. No need to be worried about provisions. No need to be worried about any situation. God is able to meet every situation. That's why we need to study the word. Because every situation that you go through, the word has already been spoken about that situation. Even the day-to-day -day things. I've just dis I've, I've discovered the importance of the wisdom books, the, 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 the wisdom literature, the Proverbs, the Psalms, the Ecclesiastes. You know, when you read those books, most of the times we look at them like, they, they look like secular, isn't it? <laughs> when you read that one. But those books, that's where you have now the wisdom to apply to day-to-day -day situation. Amen. They talk about things like hard work. They talk about things like, you know, lazyness, about all these other things are there. Which sometimes when you read the New Testament, you may not read those things. Because the New Testament, it looks like very spiritual, isn't it? <laughs> Most of the time. And then the, 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 those books, they look like they're not spiritual. But they have got truth that when they applied, you will be functioning in wisdom of God. Amen. So when the enemy comes to you and try to cause you to fear, tell him, I've not been given a spirit of fear, but I've been given a spirit of power, of love and sound mind. Get out of my sight. That's not my spirit. That's not the spirit of God. Amen. That's how you, you do battle in the spirit. Are you going to a place, oh, there are witches, all oh, this thing? No, don't believe in that. In that. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17 says, No weapon formed by the enemy shall prosper against me. Every time that does condemn me, I do condemn. For this is a heritage of your servants and my righteousness is from you. Amen. Those are the, these are the battling kind of scriptures. 
that are there. Jesus teaches us how to do battle day to day. Because these thoughts, they will continue to come. For some reason, the enemy has been allowed to drop in some evil thoughts in our minds. That's why in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, talks about that, you know, uh, we do not, our, our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty in battle against strongholds of the enemy in our, in our minds. Bringing down strongholds of the enemy in our minds. That's where the battle takes place. I've always been asking myself, did the devil appear like in the physical? Did, did Jesus uh, uh, see the devil? Of course, we have seen some pictures. Some, some people, they, they put a snake. But the Bible is silent. It doesn't tell, tell us that there was a snake that appeared. Only in, in, in the Genesis account, that's when we hear there was a snake. But how did this, this devil come to Jesus? Probably it was through the mind. Isn't it? He was dropping some thoughts. Turn these stones into bread. That's what it does every day. We battle, our battle is primarily in the mind. That's why we need to have the word of God dwell richly in us. And renew our mind. To begin to think godly thoughts. To begin to think like God thinks. That's why we say, come, let's have Bible studies. It's for that reason. To shape our thinking. So that when he comes with his evil thoughts, we know that's not my father who says that. Get out of my sight. I like what Colossians says there. I think it's chapter 3. It says, let the word of God dwell richly in you. Let the word of God dwell richly in you. Let's come to a place whereby every, like, like a sponge. A sponge when you soak it in water is full of water, right? When you squeeze it, water comes out of it. May every situation that comes to you, if, when it's squeezing you, the word of God keeps popping out. The word of God keeps popping out. The word of God keeps popping out. That's how you win the battle. Amen? But for that to happen, you have to diligently study the scriptures. If there is something this year you need to invest in, invest your time in. Not just watching Man you and us alone. Spend time in studying the word. Amen? You can tell about every football match. Oh, this is how it was. Oh, Messi did this and all that. Tell us about what God did in a certain particular passage. Don't just memorize football. Amen. Those are temporary things. Amen. These teams, this year they are on top of the league. Next time they are battling relegation. Why, why follow those kind of things? Amen. Useless thing. Amen. And when they lose, you don't even eat. Ah, my team lost. Come on. They don't even know you. Amen. I mean, you know, wasting time watching is okay. You can watch football. I'm also a football fan, by the way. <laughs> but that must not capture our hearts more than the word of God. That's the point that I'm making. Let's be captivated by God. Let's be people who are seeking to know God. That's that's what I'm talking about. Never use illegitimate ways to meet legitimate needs. 
you know, part of what sin is, is the devil trying to make you meet a legitimate need in an illegitimate way. That's what, I, that's, that's what it is most of the time. This girl I was talking about had a need, but she didn't know how to meet that need. So the enemy comes and show her an illegitimate way to meet that need. Sex is a beautiful thing. It was created by God. But if it's done outside marriage, it's out of context and it's sin. No matter what the world talks about. Sex between a man and a woman is sin. A man and a man is sin. A woman and a woman is sin. No matter what the world talks about it. Amen? That's the truth. It's out of context because God says, when he talks about, about it, it's in the context of a man and a woman. Amen? I didn't say about that. I was just passing by. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the devil will tempt us to satisfy a perfectly normal desire in a wrong way at a wrong time. Like the issue that I'm talking about, sex. Sex is a need. People need to, to, to enjoy that. But wait for its time to come, then you can enjoy it. Amen? So the devil tries to tempt Jesus. Now bow to me so that now you, I can give you all these kingdoms of this world. But that was not the time and that was not the way that God had intended it. God had intended it that the way for Jesus to, to, to be given all authority and power was to go to the cross. Amen? Because God's way is you humble yourself and you are lifted up. If you try to exalt yourself, you are brought down. That's the way of God. The devil, this is what the devil himself did. I will be this, I will be this, I will be this. And God says, come down. But Jesus, he humbled himself and he was exalted. That's our example that we need to follow. When we are looking at this. As we are talking now, many people have sold their souls to the devil for the sake of money. Many people have sold their soul to the devil for the sake of fame. Many people have sold their, their souls to the devil for the sake of power. Amen? Some of the people you see in town, you admire them. When you dig deep, you will see they have sold their, their souls to the devil. Amen? Wait for God's blessings. Wait for God's exaltation of your life. Wait for God's promises to come true in your life. And it shall surely come. Because he who promises is faithful. When he promises, he fulfills. He is not man who can promise and will not, will not fulfill it. God fulfills what he has promised. Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Oh, it's taking time. Wait upon the Lord. How long shall I wait? I can tell you, I also have some stuff that I'm waiting for. Amen? If I ask everybody here, there is something you're still waiting from God. And temptation is there for you to use some shortcuts, for you to get that. But you are still standing and say, I am waiting upon the Lord. Amen?
That's how it's supposed to be done. Jesus teaches us that. Be patient and wait for the Lord. And the temptations on Jesus focused on the physical need. Bread. We all have physical needs. We know about the, uh, the Maslow's hierarchy of, of needs, isn't it? About the, the, that motivational theory. They are, we are motivated to meet physical needs. These are needs that God has placed upon our lives. We have emotional needs, like security. We have psychological needs, needs for significance. We have a need for power or for achievement. Everybody feels good when they have achieved something, isn't it? <laughs> That's a legitimate one. But the temptation uh, of, of the enemy wants us to meet those needs in an illegitimate way. And as temptation of Jesus shows, a temptation is usually a combination of a real need and a possible doubt that creates an inappropriate desire. He comes to Jesus. Jesus has a real need to satisfy hunger. And he brings this, 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 uh, this temptation, turn this stone unto bread, trying to create a doubt that God will not meet his need. As a result, what happens? It creates an inappropriate desire. That's how, that's how he does it. He looks at you, there is this need in his life, or her life. And he brings a thought, God, can, God will not do that. God cannot do that for you. And if you buy in into that thought, that lie, then a doubt is created, and then an inappropriate desire is created in your life. Next you know it, you are in. But I like it that at the end of it, Jesus defeated him. And this, this was just the start, the beginning of it. At the end of it, Jesus defeated him at the cross. Amen? When he thought that he had finished Jesus, he did not know that Jesus had finished him. Amen? When he thought that he had destroyed Jesus, he did not know that that was his own destruction that he was doing. When you are truly committed to God, the very thing that the devil wants to do to destroy you, they will just draw you closer to God. Amen? Uh, uh, let's, let's shock the devil. When he comes and tries to do whatever stuff, he finds you are still joyful. Amen? I, 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 get, I get encouraged when I see my sister Yolanda, what she has gone through, but the joy of the Lord is still in her. Amen. Yes. Amen. It's easy to worship the Lord when everything is all good. But when the chips are down, that's when you really show, are you truly a, a worshiper of God? That's what they talk about, uh, sacrifices of praise. Amen. When it's a sacrifice to praise God because you're looking, that is not working, that is not working, that is not working. How can I praise God? Amen. 
Let's rise up and we pray. Shikaraba shande rebeboshia baba. Reboshande rebeshikia bashanda rabosha. Rete reboshia bashanda rabashia. Kuraba shande rebeboshikia baba. Shikayando roboshia bashakara rabashia. Shando roboshikara bashanda. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus. Encourage us, O oh God. Strengthen us as you have empowered us for a purpose. To understand that even in the, in the hard times, you are still God. To understand that you are the God of the mountain and the God of the valley. To understand that you are the God of the good times and the God even in the bad times. Strengthen us, O oh God. Father, we pray. Let this word edify your children, we pray. Strengthen us, O oh God. Strengthen us, O oh God, we pray. Lord, we declare. Every devil coming against your children, Lord, we declare this morning out in the name of Jesus. Every demon standing on the way of our business, out in the name of Jesus. Every demon coming against my marriage, against your marriage, out in the name of Jesus. We belong to Jesus. We don't belong to you. We have been purchased by the precious blood of Jesus that we no longer belong to ourselves. We belong to Jesus. Therefore, you are an illegal alien. You are an alien out of our lives. Tell the enemy out of your family. Pray, 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 people of God. Tell him out of your family. Tell him out of your business. 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 Because the, the word of God says, resist the enemy and he shall flee from you. Let him flee. Let him flee. Let him flee. Because he doesn't belong. The ground began to shake, the stone was rolled away, his perfect love could not be overcome. Now death, where is your sting? Our resurrected King has rendered you defeated. Now forever he is glorified, forever he is lifted high, and forever he, he's risen, he is alive, he is alive, now forever.
walau nacoka cikon dicake si cita gonja infam bolayako sono ilikuti fumu ya tunyaku gonje samuya andiwo taman didwa again for listening to this week's message. We pray that you have been blessed by the Word of God. You can stay connected with us by visiting our website citypentecostal.church. God bless you and see you again next time.